Welcome back to Perch Points. Today we'll be discussing sports betting, everything from straight bets, to player props, and our favorite sports to bet, and things we've hit in the past. I'm accompanied, as always, by my brother Scott. Howdy! Let's rally! Welcome back to another episode of Perch Points. I'm ready to dive into our betting topic. I obviously love to gamble and bet on sports. Um, first thing I want to bring up is bankroll building. I am a big believer in building your bankroll. Um, for those of you who do not know what a bankroll building is, you have a set, set amount of money in your bankroll on your account and a small percentage of that you're going to go ahead and put, at like say you had $100 you might do 10 bucks a night uh, and you'll bet on a plus 100 type odds, 10 to win your 10 plus another 10. And that's how you keep your bankroll going from going into the negative. Um, I like to do at least one to two bankroll builders a night on something that's safer. I'm not one of those people that like to do eight to nine legs at like minus 2000 to get a plus 100 parlay out of it because if one person gets hurt or somebody gets upset, anything like that, you just lost your bankroll money. In general, I don't know if you're a firm believer in this too, Scott. I don't know what you like to do. Well, for those of you that do not do this that much, um, just to kind of break it down a little bit as well, for what he was saying about the bankroll building, obviously it's just the plan is to make enough money on there to afford the quote-unquote long shots or multi-leg bets, Mm -hmm. legs meaning different picks that you have on the same bet slip yes um for me i like to do my bankroll building more or less as a maximum of three picks so three legs per sheet or per bet slip Mm -hmm. never really go any more higher than that but it's more like super guaranteed stuff so when for example i could still pick luca for 25 points which is probably just because it's so likely to happen, it's probably like minus 2000 or something like that. Oh, for sure. So that, that being said, I'll put him in there. I'll put Chris Paul for like nine, nine, 10 assists, which is usually guaranteed as well. Mm -hmm. And then you can bet the bigger amount there. So for example, it ends up being like, who knows, maybe still end up being minus 300. So you put hundred bucks on it, you know, you win whatever it ends up being, but then it kind of, pays for the rest of it i should say about the longer shots well you i know you just misspoke but you're not going to put a hundred dollars on a bankroll builder per se unless you got a ball and budget but i do like the way you did the two legs in general i i don't like going past like four for a bankroll builder because the goal sure. is to get around plus 100 to plus 200 odds and like i said you're going to put probably five to maybe if you really want to go bigger, like 10% of what you have on your account, you wouldn't want to go ahead and just start chasing losses and stuff. Like well, that. not necessarily like, I know I said a hundred, but it's mm-hmm. just typically that's like the easiest 
round number okay more or less i for me myself i usually do like you said like the 10 percent of whatever you have on there whether it be like you said 10 bucks or 20 Mm -hmm. bucks so on mine are mostly 10 to 20 20 is like i'm almost 100 percent sure this is gonna hit oh yeah i'll take 20 to win 20 back get the bankroll builder up that'll cover my whole night of betting off 20 bucks if you hit that then you go ahead and as long as your bankroll builder's on track to hit you might spend another five to ten dollars on some type of parlay or long shot to make some money but either way as long as you win that 20 you're covered for the whole night and your night's not in a negative which is huge because you can really get into some trouble quick if you don't know how to hit the little ones now i know a lot of people when we go ahead and uh win a parlay or win something i'll put it on facebook or something like that and share my friends say hey like look at this cool thing i hit obviously it doesn't happen all the time that's why Vegas wins a ton of money. Um, but we're not out here sharing our bankroll builder wins because no one wants to see that. Just because somebody only shares a big win every month or two doesn't mean that they're not doing well or whatever. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, but how many losses do you have for that one ticket <laughs> type deal? And that kind of annoys the hell out of me because just because you don't see my 20 to win 20, why would I share a $20 winner? You know what I'm saying? Like it's stuff like that, but that keeps you floating. That keeps you going. You have to hit stuff like that from time to time. Now, um, I don't know. Are you more of a straight bet slip kind of guy? You like to do two leg parlays for longer shots? What, What do you like to do, Scott? Well, for me, I don't typically stick to the straight bets. Okay. Um, I do like my long shots as always. Everybody else does for sure too, because you know, <laughs> if you hit one of those, it's a great, it's a great day. But when it comes to uh, depending, it all depends on what I'm betting on, more or less. So, for example, if it's basketball, if I'm doing just for fun, like a uh, first basket, let's just say, obviously those are just complete random. First of all, you have to have your team get the ball. Yeah. And then he's got to make it. And if you don't, the other team gets it, you, you got to pray for that miss, you know? So you're not going to parlay like five, six of those together. No. Hell, even two of them. Yeah. So if you see a trend, you kind of go for there. I mean, otherwise, it's I like to stick with my two, three, four legs at max. I usually don't go more. Usually don't do the straights, but I just stick to that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm probably, if I had to put a percentage, I'd probably say... 40% straights, 60% parlays for me. I, if I see something that just, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense that this team should definitely be picked to win type deal. They shouldn't be an underdog. I might throw some money on somebody who's like a plus 200 underdog, but I feel like the other teams on a back to back or something like that, that stands out or somebody might be banged up or somebody's just on fire for the underdog team. And I'm like, okay, this is going to keep going with the momentum. I'll, I'll go ahead and bet a straight there. I rarely do straights that involve favorites. I think that that's a very quick way to get burned because you have to put, if it's minus 200 and you put $20 down, you're only winning $10 on top of that. And my luck, they'll be upset that night. Something will go wrong. Like the other night when it didn't matter, Milwaukee ended up winning, but the other night when Giannis went out, that would be my luck if I bet a favorite. The favorite, the best player on the team gets hurt. My bet to win the very little money is now in the toilet, and I just cost myself. Yeah, mine for straight bets, my minimum, if you want to say, for uh, odds. 
is typically at, at it has to at least be about minus one fifty, minus one twenty or better. Okay. I mean, if it's like a bankroll building straight bet, mm-hmm. if you want to say, if you just yeah. want to do the one, I don't usually go over over about two fifty plus two fifty. Uh, you know, you still put your ten five dollars, whatever it is, and then you can double up or triple up at that point. But that's about my max and minimum for those for odds. My favorite bankroll builder right now for just because basketball is so hot right now. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's NBA or college. I like to do the first half winning, second and like final winning. It's like under popular bets and you just click first half and then it says final. You click that and then you go ahead. Most of the time I'll pick it for a favor that's like maybe minus 500, minus 600. And I'll parlay two or three of those together. And that's my bankroll building. Yeah, because that ends up making it about probably at least plus 100. And it, it typically does. And if they're a heavy favor, I just need them not to get off to a slow start because they're probably going to win the game, according to Vegas. And then as long as they get off to a hot start, it all evens out. And that's how I like to pick my favorites if I am going to pick a favorite for that night. Makes now, sense to me. Uh, any crazy parlays you have hit before? Actually, before we hit to that, okay. I am excited actually to talk about that for sure. We <laughs> have had our fair share oh, yeah. for sure. Um, but one of the things that I have been really into lately on NBA betting is when you go to alternate points on the same game parlays, what I like to look at is if a player is plus 110 or hell, even like minus 170 to score 15, if you drop down and go to 20 points to be scored, so from 15 to 20, if that same player at 15 points is about minus 170 or 150, mm-hmm. then if you go to 20 and all of a sudden it's plus 700, yeah, that is a huge gap. So basically, all that's asking is for you to waste your money and try and get to, to oh, he's gonna if he's that close, the odds for 15, he could really get 20. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing to do that is actually meet it in the middle. You can go ahead and do alternate points on there. So what I would do, and I've actually hit a few of them recently, yep. would be to set that said player at 16 and a half or how if you really like them, 17 and a half. And that ends up being plus 200 still. Okay. I was just about to ask, what would the odds be for that? Yeah. So I know it's not the crazy 700 or whatever, but you put two, three of those together, you put 10 bucks on it, bang, there's $300 yeah, you, you nice can end up one. making off of that. And that I've hit that about two, three times in the past week. Yeah. I know you've been solid with those. I got to give you that. That's one of my, that's been one of my favorites. See now, like my favorite thing for NBA for like, if we're going to go ahead and do a long shot, I, I'm, I used to be really deep into the threes. It seems like FanDuel has caught up to us and they have limited the odds for the three pointers. They're really on top of that crap. Um, if I had to go ahead and if I was going to just make a fun parlay for a regular Friday night with NBA, I would probably go ahead and do the player performance doubles, which is the team to win and a stat from the game. And most of the time you could find something really good with that. I try to stay away from the stars. The value just isn't there. Like, uh, just like go way down. I don't, I don't know if you've seen any player performance doubles for like the Mavs lately, but it's like Luka to score 35 and them to win if they're yeah. favored. And it's like plus 100. That's, that's ridiculous. And the guy still has – I know he's a stud, but he's still got to score 35. That's still five. a lot. And you got him hope he doesn't get hurt. It's pretty much just asking you to burn your money at that yeah. point. If he gets into foul trouble, if he's having a bad night, 
you're everything's just done you're done but i like to take more like if i think the team's really going to win i like to take them and somebody who's like maybe a role player or a bench player because if it's a blowout they might still play which is big true so uh to answer your question on big wins in the past is that what you were talking about right yeah so many like just crazy things that are once in a while that just everything aligned right and you hit something I would have to go back to one of the biggest ones that I've won. Um, actually, it was uh, Vikings versus Packers. Ooh. It was Justin Jefferson's rookie year, I believe it was. Okay. And uh, I put him and Devontae Adams. I remember I still, I'm looking at the, I was looking at the picture not too long ago. It was uh, both of them for 110 receiving yards, which Dang. was the bottom option. So the worst odds to happen. And I think they were at least both plus 600 apiece. That is clean. Um, just for a little extra sprinkle on there, I ended up putting both quarterbacks for 300 or 325 for Rogers. I think it was so Kirk for three, Kirk cousins for 300 and then Rogers for 325. And then I also had Devonte Adams to score two touchdowns in that game. Dang. Yes. You were all over it was that shit. everything. Vikings Packers is my favorite game to bet on. Probably wow. not anymore with Aaron Rodgers and his little darkness retreat, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're going to make Hello, that one work. Darkness. Yeah, so I think that that yeah, that one ended up being cuz I did it twice, so it would end up being 20 bucks to win. I think it was about 1600. Damn. That was a fantastic day. That was a very good day. I yeah, feel that was like on we've hit a FanDuel. Packers one before too. Pa- like I said Packers or Vikings or especially when they play each other. Yeah, those are my nailed, favorite you names. that game. I don't know. I don't understand how you knew all that shit, but yeah, you were all over that. Those are my NFL teams, my uh NBA ones are usually Pelicans and uh, the Mavs. I like it. I've um, I've had a lot of random shit in the past, so I'm going to skip most of them. I've had a lot. I, I'm looking at my phone here. I, I have so many that are like five to win, $1,500 and so on. Those were pretty good days. Um, I'm looking at one that right here is, is just, this is what I'm talking about. Small legs, wild long shots, let it roll. And it was last year, I believe, um, it was the Celtics against the Blazers. And Dennis Smith Jr., This he was going to start. And I, I like Dennis Smith when he had a chance in the past for other teams. So I went ahead and I maxed his points out at 20. His assists at 6, which was still, I think, was the most you could get for him. And then Tatum for like 30 points. And that was uh, plus 10,000 odds. So that was 5 to win 580. That, that was a good night. But my favorite one, and it's not even the most I've ever won, but my favorite one was the one that I got retweeted by FanDuel, BR Betting, and all those sites. I went ahead. I made a eight-leg parlay. I picked eight flipping guys to hit three threes. Absolutely, oh, I remember this one. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So I put $5 on it. It was 73,000 odds. And if you don't know the math because you're not a calculator – it was five to win thirty six hundred and eighty two dollars. I completely wow. killed it. I was watching that game again. I think this this probably was like a Friday night or something. And I was watching that game on my iPad. Melanie's watching probably Bachelor or some crap, and I'm freaking out. Everything's hitting. We're getting so close. The only problem is the Hornets are getting their ass kicked. The Bucks are pounding them. So I'm getting nervous. So I'm getting nervous with it. And they go ahead and uh, Miles Bridges comes in. He 
isn't shooting for some damn reason, even when he's wide open. I need one more three out of Miles Bridges. He gets the ball. There's no time left on the shot clock. He throws up the ugliest jumper, and it goes in, and I win my bet. Perfect. And right after that, they, the other team calls a timeout, and they put in the guys that are like the 10th, 11th, and 12th men, and Miles Bridges doesn't play the rest of the game. Absolutely nuts. Perfect timing on that one. It was it was just crazy. That's that's probably my favorite bet of all time. Um, one of my favorite uh, betting, well, a couple of my favorite betting stories, if you will, when it comes to uh, the FanDuel sportsbook. There, um, I was on such a losing streak, <laughs> and uh, any of you guys that have myself on Facebook have seen every single one that I always post of me being one off. I am very good at being one off. I see a lot of 6,000 odds, 20,000 odds, one-off losers. <laughs> so I was fed up with it, and I ended up betting on Jokic to get six rebounds, Embiid to get six rebounds, and Carl Anthony Towns to get four rebounds. Nice. Each of those were minus 50,000. <laughs> Put 10 bucks on it, I won nine cents back oh, extra nice. just to feel something. But one of my favorite stories, though, which is actually a lot of fun, even though it does fall into the category of being the one-off margin again. Actually, believe it or not, my mom and I made this one. Mom and I made this. Uh, it was, I believe it was like week six, uh, week 14. We like to pick each game just for fun. That was the week that Dallas lost to Jacksonville. We had every single... We had 10 out of the 11 correct. We almost ended up hitting for 15,000. Damn. That was wild. Damn. Yes. I found uh, another one here um, that was pretty exciting. Uh, I had a $75 risk-free bet, and I went ahead and did a player performance doubled. And I went ahead. I had five legs. It was to win about $7,000. And it came down to the last game. It was the Clippers and the Suns. And the Suns were getting basically just absolutely smoked. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to win this seven grand. I'm not really too worried. But then it dawned on me when the Suns went on a run here towards the third end of the third quarter. And it was late. It was like almost like 1231, about 1 o'clock. And it's work night. I'm trying to go to sleep. So I went ahead. There was absolutely no way I could lose at this point. I went ahead and did the alternate spreads that you were kind of talking about. And at with the Suns plus four and a half, at plus 5,000 odds, I went ahead and put $160 down to hedge it with the chance of actually winning both at the same time. So apparently the Suns go ahead and they end up um, coming back while, again, I was asleep. I wake up and I end up hitting both bets. They ended up getting within, I think they ended up losing by three which then covered the plus four and a half. And then I also hit the Clippers performance double, which was a grand total of 15000 off of $200. Yeah, I could not believe that, dude. I, that just waking up to that, I couldn't imagine. I mean, uh, wow. Just when I, wow. When I, went, when I went to bed, I knew no matter what, I was going to hit one of their two. Right. So I knew I was either going to see 7000 in my account the yeah. next day off of like nothing and then or 8000 No matter what, I couldn't lose. There was a small percentage chance that I could end up hitting both, and I wake up to fifteen k. And I right sure enough, I woke up to fifteen thousand dollars. So that was cool. Um, the other one, actually, you know what? We have 
Matt here wanting to chime in on something. Matt? Yeah. So um, as you guys are talking about like really good bets, um, I got a pretty good story. Um, so it was, uh, what was it, the first week or the second week of college football. And I think I did a six leg parlay and I got, uh, what was it, about 800 and something dollars out ooh, of it. Ooh-wee. <laughs> That's always a good feeling. That's awesome. So that was, that, that one felt really good. I mean, I had Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, was it Clemson, I think, and Michigan also. And so piled, what a win. piled on the big, big boys. And, uh, now I, with those, were those spreads or do you think they were straight up? Like, do you remember if you, no, they points? were money line, they were all money line. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, it's so crazy that's to it. get up 800. I love it. No, that's nice. That's, so, that's badass. But yeah. So I figured, I figured I'd share that a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> I well, love it. The dark times in Michigan before sports betting was legal. The only thing we had was uh, good old DFS, which I don't know if everyone listening knows what DFS is, but DFS stands for Daily Fantasy Sports, which we got away with it in Michigan because it was considered a contest, which is legal here in Michigan. So I just want to transfer over to DFS. I know Scotty and I were really deeply involved in DFS before sports betting was legal here because that was all you could do and you could win a ton of cash on that. Um, I know Scotty's got some big winners. Yeah, I remember actually my first like really, really big win. Uh, it was $5 contest, and it was, believe it or not, it was golf. <laughs> I ended up hitting for $1,000 off my $5 bet. I took second place in this contest. We, me and a couple of friends of mine were actually on a trip. We were, we were salmon fishing way up north, and... Uh, I told the guys, I'm like, hey, man, I need to really focus on this and see if my uh, my golfers are going to pull this out here. The winner of the tournament that I did play, only 0.5% played this player. So Ooh, that hey. means, obviously, with the fact that nobody else playing him got me the majority of the points that I needed to jump everybody near the end because he ended up hitting for an eagle on 18 on that tournament. And that is how I jumped for 15 spots to cash out for a thousand. That was a wild night. And you said it was a $5 contest. Yes, I believe it was. Wow. See, those are, those are the best ones. I know I've uh, won quite a bit for DFS in the past. I'm trying to figure out where it's at right here. Uh, mine also, my biggest break was also on golf, which is again, kind of funny. I mean, I like to watch golf, but I'm not really super into following, but I was just watching a couple of the tourneys before and just people who were on fire and it was coming up to the FedEx cup and uh, it was the last week of the season. I went ahead and I had probably, let me see, I had $200 worth of bets cause it was the last one on golf. And I ended up walking away with about $18,000. That was, that was a good one. Tony, uh, Tony Finau kind of cost me because he hit a birdie or something late, which passed a couple guys. But uh, I was just absolutely on fire that weekend. That was a good weekend and uh, turned that money into most of the down payment for my house. So that was cool. You look at mine and now it looks like pocket change. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. Honestly, uh, just yeah, wins when, a just, win. Hey, those contest wins where you put five dollars down, and you like completely maximize your money like that. That's just absolutely insane. Um, I had another really good one, too. Uh, it was the, I think it was Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots and everyone was all over, uh, the Patriots to beat Tennessee at home. And Derrick Henry was a monster and I 
went against the GOAT. I went ahead and I had I, I made $69 worth of entries. Nice. You cannot beat that. And I flipped that in two grand. And it was all because I had Derrick Henry as my captain for that game. And I went with the Titans defense. And they were very low owned. I do need to tell the people, though, about the time. This was before I had any idea about sports betting, really, or DFS for DraftKings. Hell, let alone anything about really NBA. My brother challenged me to a head-to-head contest on DraftKings. This was plenty. Uh, this was in 2016. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I do. Because that was the first time that Rob and I went head-to-head on a DraftKings match. We played for a dollar, it says on here. <laughs> you have this. <laughs> Big money. <laughs> hey, man, you go deep in the vault for these pictures. When you oh, find you them, have... you've got to tell the stories. Oh, my God. I ended up beating Rob 291 and a half to 263 and a half. That was the best day of my life at that time. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh my god. See, I used to I used to do a lot of baseball for DraftKings too cuz baseball was just it was just fun to watch uh during the summertime when there's really nothing else going on and uh, I did pretty well back then, but I think DFS all time I'm at least up like 30,000 if that. Yeah, That's it's it. insane. And I haven't gone back. Once, well, once FanDuel and everything came out with the sports book and everything, I've been a more sports book guy. Yeah, you've always been a bigger fan of that, for sure. I, and the reason why I got away from DFS was because it just, like, when I profited and kicked ass, it was not brand new, but it was more of a newer thing and not a lot of people knew about it. Now you got all these people putting in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. You in got a people contest. doing this for a living now. That's what I'm saying. It, oh, there's too many sharks. I had to get out of that swimming pool. That was a complete killer, and that's why I ended up just leaving DFS. I didn't want to give all that money back. So Sportsbook is literally just you and Vegas. Yeah, exactly. And usually it's not the greatest matchup either, but when you can get a little piece of their pie, it uh, makes for a good day, don't it? It's a good pie. It is a very good pie. So what's your favorite? If you had to pick one sport to bet on for the rest of your life and you couldn't bet on anything else, what would it be? Basketball. Easy. Which one? NBA? Yep. Okay. Super easy. Why? Football is way too random. Mm-hmm. Baseball, agree. you have too much turnover in players. Yeah. It, you're lear- you have to keep track of it so much, and the amount of research you'd have to do is unreal. I understand there's a decent amount of turnover in NBA, meaning just, just rotation of players and so on, but hockey, I just don't know anything about, so that's, a, that's already excluding that one. I, I would say I do the best. At college football. I watch way too much college football. Players, everything. I, I, I dive way too deep into that rabbit hole. Um, I, I'd say probably college football is the thing I'd pick. Fair enough. See, NBA, though, I, I feel like I do better, but I just don't enjoy it as much as college football Saturday. I'm this deeply – the whole weekend for football is just fantastic. I love Saturday. I love waking up at – it starts at noon. I know it's not a big difference, but it's an hour difference from NFL. Get to get on there, and it goes till about past midnight. The like whole every, day. Yeah, it's, it's it's deeper than NFL. It's just deeper. Oh, I love NFL. betting on football. I'm just not the greatest at it yet. No, I, I, I <laughs> that's I, my I, issue. No, that's fair. NFL is really tough, man. It it, it is. NFL's tough. Dude. I mean, you got these guys scoring two, three touchdowns a game somehow, and, and if you can always, catch all those guys, and it's usually you random. Never do. You never do. Like you pick like. Like Dalvin Cook to score two or three, and then Madison comes in and takes a one-yard touchdown three As times. of right now, well, 
this past season, I've had a few of them that were my favorite bets were uh, for NFL wise was round robining actually two plus uh, uh, two touchdown scorers. So I'll put like Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Jamar Chase or something like that in for two apiece. Dude, you were in respect you were hot in their own games. With those. You were yes. hot. I don't mean to cut would, you off, but you were you were on fire. You're good. Yeah. I mean, I was hitting two out of the three at least every week. It was so crazy. with round robining on it like that, you get the chance. So if one leg misses, you're good. But I do enjoy my my favorite thing is just the t- anytime touchdown scorers. So. Yeah, I, I know you love that. I, I my favorite thing was probably like I I was Davis Mills was my MVP. Like not this past oh, season, yeah. but the season before. All the garbage time. Oh my god, Fanduel disrespected the hell out of that guy. He his plus like three hundred yards passing was just plus like four hundred odds. Like you could go ahead and get him for the max that it would allow you, and you would smoke it. But then Fanduel goes ahead, they catch on to this stuff, and they finally change the odds. But if you picked him, and then you picked like a wide out. For like 60, 70 yards, who's like the four-string guy, he catches one touchdown bomb, done deal, because you're going to go ahead and hit so much money off that, and it's perfect. They, It's just garbage time. Garbage time is so big in the NFL, and nobody really pays attention to that because they think, oh, he's not going to pass much for the first quarter when the game's competitive. Once it's a blowout and you're just in prevent defense and allowing them to get yards, you can rack up a ton of cash quickly on no-name quarterbacks on crappy teams. I mean, my – other one that I did like speaking of just adding on to your point was if you ever parlay those two together, instead of like a receiver, yep. you could do Davis mills for two seventy five, which is still easily plus 200 or so. Mm-hmm. And then you, I would also actually, when Joe Flacco was uh, quarterbacking the New York jets, yep. you saw all the slips yeah. that I've had for him for 300 or two seventy five when he was on that hot streak. And there's another one or two others that were in the involved in that, but it's all garbage time. It's great. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Perch Points. I'm glad that we got to discuss all our betting. It was great, and tune in next time. Just remember to gamble responsibly.